0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film Slice of TV where we sit down and talk about new release television shows either on cable or on your favorite streaming services. Today we are talking about episode 5 of Marvel Studios Moon Knight titled Asylum. I am your host Brett Parker. Let's get into this show. It's the fifth week of Moon Knight and what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about what I thought about the show. Spoiler free. And then we'll jump into spoilers like we have the last four weeks of the show. Alright, so here we go. My thoughts on this episode are, we have one episode left. <laughs> and I am at the end of this episode going, I feel there's so much we need to, to have done. And I'm scared. <laughs> I really liked this episode for what it was in the story that I was trying to tell it was it was really emotional, it really shows you the dynamic between uh Stephen and mark and it yeah i mean it's it's an emotional gut punch for for most of the episode. It really brings you down that uh that rabbit hole of like how did this all begin and it tells you and but it also confuses the hell out of you because you're sitting there going what is real, what is not real. I don't understand some of the stuff that's happening and why it's happening. Um, But by the end, I'm just, I'm really like, okay, I really liked what that episode was doing, but also there's one episode left. If we had gotten three, let's say two, three more episodes after this one, I probably would feel a lot more comfortable. But there's one, one episode left and I'm, I'm nervous, very, very nervous, because Marvel, this is, what, this is the, my dislike of just only doing six episodes. I feel it's not enough time. It's not enough time, and I feel like there are some, some things that are going on in the show that, go, that I'm just going, why did we need this? Why did we need that? This episode was... <sighs> this was good for a movie, I don't feel this was necessary for a show where you're trying to get to a point. You're trying to get to an end there. The end is right there, but I'm not sure there's actually an end. And, you know, even if we get episode or if we get season two of the show, you know, we, we need something solid to end with because there's a a potential that there may not be a season two. and, I'm really liking where they're going with this show, but I just feel like it's just not enough. Like, it's not enough time. And that's pretty much what I'm going to... I mean, that's pretty much my... I mean, really my fear uh, is, you know, we have one episode left. And I've said it probably already five, six times in this, in this show, but it's the truth. I mean, I know a lot of people are probably thinking the same thing. Now, if we're just going to talk about the show... I really liked the direction this this episode went into. It really dives into the backstory uh, revolving around Mark and Stephen. It really shows the the coming of how did Mark become truly become Moon Knight, which I thought was really cool. We got to see, uh, you know, more of this, um, this God that I, for some reason, can't think of the name at this current moment. Let me get to the description here. Uh, uh, Toweret, probably mispronouncing that name, but we see her a lot. And I believe she was the... uh, Her avatar was the one that helped Mark when he had to go in front of all of the other gods to accuse Haro of trying to uh, awaken... Um holy crap, these gods' names are all just escaping my brain. And Amit, I- sorry. Jeez, I'm so sorry. My memory is kind of all over the place with these um Egyptian gods names. But yeah. So yeah, I think the avatar, her avatar, was the one that helped uh helps Mark. And and now, of course, we're seeing the actual god herself. She is the goddess of uh, birth and fertility, but she's also, like, she has to help balance um, souls to be able to either pass into the afterlife or pretty much be uh, taken by the sands and that's their final resting place. It's it's a weird concept, and I know it's, um, you know, it's all based in mythology, which is really cool. I, I'm just... The visuals are really good. Uh, the The only thing that really throws me off is like uh, this this god, Tawaret. And yes, you can yell at me in the in the comments if I'm if I'm I'm gonna mispronounce her name the entire episode. So just yell at me in the comments about it. Uh, she is a goofball. She seems like she barely like she knows how to do her job, but she's also very confused on some of the things that she has to do with her job. And it's like you're an Egyptian god who has been around for millennia. What, what is going on? I I understand you need that kind of comedic tone because this is Marvel. You don't want to make it all dark, but I just was thrown off by the way that this character put herself out there. And it was just like, why are you confused on like how to do your job? You've been doing it for so long. Like I'm so I'm confused. I'm confused. Why you're confused? Can can we we're on the same page here, right? Like what is going on? The whole uh, the the visions behind, um, you know, knowing the backstory of 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 Mark and Steven, that was really interesting to me. Um, this was a very emotional episode because it really. Show some dark things, like some dark elements to the backstory of of these characters and you know and it kind of you know takes what episode four did at the end, and it bleeds into this episode for pretty much the whole thing um you know Haro is there he's a you know he's doing what he was doing at the end of episode four um, but more and but then as the two guys are discovering new, new things about their lives or more, mostly Steven, um, things start to bleed into the sessions that go on between Mark or Steven and Haro. That's the gist of what this episode is. And then pretty much the, you know, someone pays the ultimate sacrifice and that's where we bleed, you know, that's where we're going to be leading up to episode six, um, which has a lot riding on it. And, for it potentially to only be an hour long, I'm nervous. As I've said many, many times already in this episode, I'm very, very nervous. Oh, don't let me down, Marvel. Don't let me down. Okay, we're gonna hop into some spoilers. I don't want this episode to be too crazy long. I've I've been happy with the length of these episodes, especially doing a show by myself where I'm like more. I'm more nervous. But thank you for everybody who has been telling me I've been doing a good job with these. I appreciate all the feedback. All right. Spoilers. If you haven't seen episode five of Moon Knight, go watch it. Come back and uh, listen to what I what I thought or, you know, listen just to I'm just going to kind of run down things that happened in the episode that I either liked, disliked or was very confused by because this episode kind of confused me a little bit, which doesn't take much, by the way. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Go away. Come back. All right. If you're still here, you've seen the episode or you just don't care that you're getting spoiled. So this episode of course it opens up the way episode 4 ended where the two are je- where Mark and Stephen who are now two separate entities uh they meet up with uh Tamaret I got to keep looking the Tawaret Ta or Tawaret again I'm going to fuck up the name um she yeah like I said before she is the goddess of uh f- you know I think it's birth and fertility and she helps balance. Um, she makes. She's pretty much the one that has to make sure whether or not you're good enough to go to the afterlife, or if you're going to spend your time in the duet, duat, uh, which is pretty much like purgatory. It's kind of terrifying. So, yeah, it's it's it, this is an episode of of dis, of one person discovering their backstory and where they truly came from. Um, and it all revolves around Stephen discovering himself, so as you know, like so mark, you really in the show, it's kind of hard to determine who is the main person of this of these of this duo you know is it is it you know is it Stephen who then manifests mark or is it the opposite so you find out in this episode that it was that Mark is the lead guy. He is the guy who creates Steven out of, uh, because of uh, a a tragedy that happens in his family. And that's pretty much how this episode kind of revolves. It's Steven discovering everything. You know, he knows certain aspects like, oh, you know, they're in, you know, their house and Steven knows certain aspects of the house. But, it's for a different circumstance. Like Mark knows it in a different way than what Steven knows it by. Um, pretty much the whole gist of it is is uh Mark takes his brother out exploring when they were children. They go adventure inside of a cave, and unfortunately the cave floods, the brother dies. And of course, like Steve or uh, Mark is just filled with all this guilt because he, you know, was there. He led his brother into this cave. He's, you know, and also the mother, uh, she pretty much hates Mark. She blames him for the death. She, you know, she makes him feel guilty and she pretty much just becomes crazed um, over the whole ordeal. And Mark has to take all the abuse from his mother pretty much just because of this incident, which is tragic. Um, but it it's it's tragic for two different reasons. It's tragic because someone died, but it's also tragic because the person, the, because a, a, a child is being blamed uh, for an accident um, that, you know, it's sometimes freak accidents happen and that's kind of what it was, but it's more of just like, this the mother is feeling so much guilt inside of her that the only way to kind of get through the grief is to take it out on the other child who she blames for the whole thing and it's sad it's that's why i said like this episode is a very it's an emotional gut punch because you know there are people there are people out there who grew up like this um who have gone through ordeals like this and it's just it's sad and it's really it, it's a you know there's been a lot of tragic backstories in marvel comic books just in cinema period uh, this is always this is this is truly this is this is a, a a a top like when it comes to tragic backstories for for a a hero or anti-hero whatever you want to consider moon knight this one's tragic this it's something you it, it it hurts to see and the emotions that Oscar Isaac goes through in this episode and how just great of an actor he is. It it made me enjoy the episode even more because it was like, damn, this guy just, I mean, he kills it. I, I mean, Oscar Isaac, to be honest, even in, you know, movies that I maybe didn't like so much, the character that he puts out there was always one of my favorites because he's just such a, he's such a great actor. But Stephen, yeah, in, during this whole ordeal, Stephen discovers that Mark, out of you know his mother always abusing him, Mark creates Stephen as a coping mechanism, as someone who will forget the pain, someone who will take the pain that Mark experiences with his mother and make it happy memories. Unfortunately, Mark doesn't get to experience any of it because Stephen is legit a different person. Um... But the whole, I mean, there's, I mean, legit a scene where you get to see Stephen or Mark turn into Stephen for the first time, or at least you think it's the first time um, where the mother is coming in to, you know, abuse, abuse him. And right before it all is going to happen, he turns into Stephen and goes about just doing, you know, good, you know, good deeds. Cause Stephen is more of like the organizer. He was, he's very polite. He's very nice. And, but the, but the dark what continues to be dark about this episode I mean this episode is dark all the way through with the hints of the the humor from uh from Tom, Tawaret uh the god uh, the the god there which is just like I said before it's kind of off-putting it's kind of weird I didn't really care for it but hey whatever it's marvel for Steven to discover you know that he's not that he was just a creation of Mark's mind And, you know, he's angry, you know, because he discovers he's not a real person or at least he's not as real as he thought. You know, he he, you know, if you remember in the first episode where he's always talking to his mother on the phone then you find out like so Mark's mom died, which Mark's mom was Stephen's mom. But the way that Stephen would project his mother was in a different way than how Mark perceived it. And then it kind of all bleeds together. Where Stephen is is like, no, my mother's not dead. I talk to her every day. But then he kind of accepts it, like, okay, we are just one person. Yes, she is. She's gone. Um. And and you you also find out that Steve or that so Mark, since first creating Stephen, has been able to control when Stephen shows up. And usually it's during an extremely emotional um, circumstance. So, you know, at first it was when his mother would abuse him or, you know, something like that, where he was able to uh, kind of channel Stephen and and do it kind of on command, uh, where when Stephen's, or when Mark slash mother passes away and he's, you know, he can't face it, Uh, He gets really enraged and emotional and that's when it like breaks where now Mark has no control when Steven comes. So it's kind of just like if something crazy, like something high stress or high uh, high emotions starts to occur for him, everything freaks out. And that's when he will turn, but it's not under his control. Uh, And then it kind of flashes back to all those times that he would change. He, you know, it was always during those high stress situations, you know, in the first step or first or second episode when he's driving down, uh, he's driving down that mountain in Italy or wherever he was and he's being chased and he's going through and he's constantly change going in and out, in and out, Um, you know, it's during a high stress situation. So you're kind of figuring it's all getting pieced together. But like I said before, we have like there's only one episode left where it's like, Okay, we got this like backstory and this tragic history of Mark and Steven. <sighs> we got, I mean, we still got Haro in this episode. He played the psychiatrist. You know, every time like it was, it would. This is where I got confused. Where it would always be like they're searching for things to help balance their souls to be able to go to the afterlife, but or be sent back to Earth because she's going to try to uh, Tawaret is going to uh, potentially try to help them get back to Earth to stop uh haro uh and um Ahmet and you know, and try to write everything and and free um uh Khonshu. but every time a certain thing would happen, they would bounce back to the to Haro's office in this makeshift like asylum or wherever i mean the episodes call asylum so i mean that's where most of this takes place because it's more of like a projection so they like find out they are dead and that's why she's there why tamara is there and you know i guess it's you know it's it's whatever the dead project and so they project an asylum because i feel they're like trapped uh with each other they're trapped in you know uh, they're trapped with like the the souls they took or whatever it's it's a weird, very confusing thing. I mean, it might not be confusing to everybody, but for me, I was like, ooh, maybe I should watch this episode again and try to figure out what the hell this means to a certain degree. And I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll probably end up rewatching the show at some point, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's it it kind of bounces back and forth where you keep you know Mark encounters. Uh, Haro and they go through this thing but it's you know him trying to be like this isn't real this isn't whatever and so he tries to fight his way out or he tries to kill himself at one point and then he meets and then Steven shows up with Haro and that's when Steven kind of accepts the fact his mother's dead because you know Haro says something about it it's like you came here because your mother died and he's like no 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 don't do that I know she's not don't do that and so Haro plays this game where he pretends like he's trying to call Stephen's mother, um, and it's just a dial tone because he Stephen finally accepts before he takes the phone that she's dead, and it's really sad. You know this. This is a very, very emotional episode. Um, I mean, and and it just gets <laughs> even more emotional. You know, you see, you know, there's it's got some scare factors too. So you see. You know, there's a room full of victims of Mark. You know, all the people that Mark has killed, and um, you also see his brother, who you later find out is his little brother um, that died uh, because, suppose you know, it's all the thing of like, did Mark kill him? You know, he was with him when he died, so on and so forth. It's an interesting, interesting scene to see, but it was all like victims of you know, Conchu, it, it, victims of him when he was Moon Knight. You know, Khonshu would give him pretty much a contract. Go here. Take care of this guy. You know, he's a, a predator. You know, go get him. And they were all collect in this room. And it was kind of eerie. as kind of a horror movie type setting. And also, you know, then you also see, you know, Mark's encounter with Khonshu. You know, you see the the whole raid at this archaeological dig, which was... Uh, the whole dig was the temple of Khonshu, and that's where um Layla's dad was and Layla's dad died and Mark was severely injured and he uh, um is going to kill himself and before he does Khonshu kind of stops him and is like you are worthy you can you have so much more of you know left in you do you want to choose life or death and you know, he ultimately chooses to continue on living, but he has to pretty much be a servant for Khonshu and eliminate the guilty and or the people that have done wrong. Now That's the difference between Khonshu and, and Amit is Amit would uh, judge people before they actually died. So, um, or before they maybe even did anything. So, like, let's say, like, I've I've been pretty, you know, I've been good all my life, but let's say, there, you know, potentially down the road, I do something really bad. I haven't done it yet. That's how Amit would determine whether or not you're gonna die now, or you know, or you're still good. It's all based on the future. Where it's all based on the current or the past. That's where Kanshu would come into play. Uh, and you also see that too. You also see like all these souls that are being predestined uh, to the underworlds before they're even like supposed to die, and it causes chaos for uh, Toweret and so that's where she's pretty much like yeah, I'll help you guys get back to earth and so you can stop this cuz this isn't how it's supposed to be. This is not good. So ultimately, you know, because the scales never balanced the the pretty much they are destined to go to the Duat and it's Mark has to face the people, like those victims of his missions. Um, And it's pretty much them trying to just drag them down into the Duat. Steven kind of becomes a a badass because he just is like, well, I know I'm not real, but I'm you, so I should be able to do the badass things you do. He does the best he can until he ultimately pays the ultimate sacrifice to save Mark and falls into the Duat and becomes sand. And it's really sad because I really like Steven. <laughs> He's, he, you know, when you have this great dynamic between, I mean, and, and bravo to the special effects and the visual effects artists who work on this show because they got better. They really did. um, And I'm happy about it. Like, Auret, uh, she looks great. I thought she, she looked fantastic. You know, she's a giant hippo, you know, dressed in like ancient Egyptian um, garb but she looked I thought she looked good and uh like the special effects on the the souls coming out of the duat was really cool um but also the fact that you had Oscar Isaac playing you know two different roles playing face to face and you know I've seen how they do this stuff behind the scenes uh but it's always so like it looks so crisp and looks so good it literally looked like Oscar Isaac you know had a twin that he was Acting against, or did he? I read something about how he had his brother, like his brother was like a stand-in for him during these um, episodes. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Somebody, if somebody wants to to research that for me and get back to me, I think I saw something about that. Let me let me see if there's any trivia on this episode. I mean, to be honest, I feel as good as the last episode was. This one emotionally hit harder, and I think it was, it just felt better. Let's see. No, never mind. Um, but yeah, it's, it was an emotionally driven uh, episode, a lot going on, and i I would, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite episodes of the show. But again, I'm terrified of what's gonna come uh at the end, because there's like I've said, probably a dozen times already one episode left, one that's it. so please end the show. <laughs> please don't disappoint that's all I'm asking. that's all I want that's all I want is don't disappoint but it's a TV show. Some I feel like sometimes you can you can you can nail you can get that perfect ending, or you can at least end it where it's satisfying. And then there's others where you're like, "What what happened?" Hopefully, that's not the case for this show because I'm enjoying what they're doing with this show. I just wish it was a little bit longer. Uh, give us hour long episodes. Also, make it eight episodes. Like, what's two more episodes? Money? Come on. Marvel, you're playing with Disney's money here. You could do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for uh, my review of episode five of Moon Knight Asylum. Next week, we're going to be talking about the season finale. Also, we might have a guest to sit down with me and talk not just about the episode, uh, episode six, but also we're going to kind of talk about uh, what we thought of the entire series as a whole. And hopefully it won't be full of disappointment. <laughs> I can't announce who it's going to be yet. I got to make sure he uh, actually is going to be on the show. So, but hey, I might have a special guest for that last episode. So it's going to be fun. Um, thank you so much for all the support that you've showed on this show, because uh, this was one that I always, I think I'm the most nervous about doing because I'm doing it by myself. And it's, to me, it's it's hard doing shows by yourself when you're always doing it with somebody else. So thank you very much for all the support. I hope you enjoy this one. Um, make sure to uh, check out our, uh, podcast episode tomorrow. Episode 51 is uh, the Lego Batman movie. So whew, a lot of content this week. Going to be a lot of more content next week for you. I appreciate all the support that you show. And, uh, until next time, I am Brett Parker. This is dissect that film slice of TV. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.